Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Holtcast for another match preview. We're doing a bit of a different match preview. So if you're a long-term Holtcast listener, you would have heard some of these uh, near the beginning of last season. Hopefully we'll bring these back and hopefully you guys enjoy them. Cole Pedham here, as always. I've given Danny Raza the day off, of course, how generous of me. But of course, we actually have a Leeds fan. So this will be an opposition preview. And of course, we have Paul Morrison from at Leeds that on Twitter and it's uh, leadsthat.com as well. Paul, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. So let's let's not waste any time, Paul. Let's dive right into it. So of course, Leeds coming up, of course, this season, it's been about what, 16 odd years or so. And you guys are finally back, in my opinion, where you belong too big to be down in the championship. There's a few clubs down there that, in my opinion, should be in the Premier League just based on their size. And it's a shame where they are. But of course, like I said, you guys are back. Seven points thus far, two wins, a draw and two losses. So I guess we'll get to it first. How have you found uh, life back in the Premier League? Uh, Surreal, Um, mainly because I've had a season ticket for 18 years. Um, When I got a season ticket, We'd just, um, it was the summer we sacked David O'Leary before he came to you guys. Um, and then he, we sold Rio Ferdinand and had a relegation struggle that season unexpectedly, went down the next year, then I've stuck with it for 16 years and now I'm not allowed to go to matches. <laughs> that's a, that's commitment. That's for sure. Of, the, of course. The whole, um, sorry, oh, sorry, the whole leads that thing, the whole leads that thing is, um, it's like it's essentially it means typical leads, like doing a lead, some of that that kind of thing. It's uh, everything's going your way, and then leads that. It's sort of a bit of a Yorkshire saying. So, the fact that we got promoted, won the league, and uh, not allowed to go is very much a leads that moment. Oh, for sure. No, it's a it's a shame. I mean you kind of saw in various spots they're doing testers this season to see if fans can come back and unfortunately um i won't get too political but the uh, mindset of apparently the many are still skewed and think somehow this virus won't affect them and it's getting worse but nonetheless we'll get back to it because of course uh Bielza is your manager in my opinion he's done a superb a superb job if i can get that word out correctly of course uh, admired by the one and only pep guardiola as well so he's well known in those managerial circles what are your thoughts on him and i guess on your start as a whole because if i was a villa fan looking at last season seven points out of the first five matches i would have bitten your hand off i think Everybody would have put in your hand off for seven points uh, starting off. And I will probably talk about it a little bit more, but the the way the seven points have come, we there've been some really, well, they've all been ultimately tight games that could have gone either way, really. So it's, um, it's 
we could have had a lot more than seven points. Uh, we could easily have had very few. So um, it's, it's been an interesting start. The game the other night was uh, very, very tight margins. Um, we didn't, well, I personally didn't expect Wolverhampton to set up to play so deep and allow us to play our game. I think that shows the level of respect that they they had for us as a newly promoted side that they set up uh, so rigidly um, to play on the break when I think a lot of people may have associated Wolves with a bit more of a, an attacking and flowing when they went up from the Championship, certainly. And I think they've taken that into the Premier League. They're in a lot of, you know, a transitional moment for them. Some of their big players have gone. But yeah, on the whole, everybody would have taken that. I don't think anybody expected us to get to this game to be playing Aston Villa in the position that you guys are in, though. That that's yeah. Um, <laughs> um, for regular listeners of the Holt cast, they can they already know that uh, me and Danny and a few other guests we've had on are ap- an absolute joy. It's been ninety years since we've had uh, four wins in a row um, in the Premier League, or I guess in old, the old First Division, definitely in those days. So. Yeah, it's extremely unexpected. Um, I would have probably taken seven points given our start last season as well. But uh, no, it, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of jumbling my words here, but I'm just happy for that. But getting back to Leeds, of course, because that's the focus for this. Of course, you started the season with a 4-3 loss to Liverpool and then 1-4-3 against Fulham. And then since then, it's been... Uh, very marginal scorelines, kind of as you've touched on, with it being one or two goals. And of course, I think you kept a clean sheet in the the match prior to the Wolves game. I'm thinking correctly. So, kind of adjusting to life back in the Premier League very quickly, especially in a defensive kind of aspect. Because, well, I guess if you look at it for this season so far, Paul, most teams can't even defend. So, how impressed have you kind of been with their turnaround in terms of defensive performances? Uh, hugely and the the key thing that that you guys are probably going to find and an an exploit is that going into that first game we our our captain and uh, center back uh, Liam Cooper was was injured um unexpectedly just going into it in the Liverpool game so we started with Pascal Strike who's a 19 year old uh defender who has played mainly in the under-23s, had made the odd appearance towards the back end of last season, but more in a defensive midfield role as cover. And then Robin Koch, who's a German international who we'd signed on the Tuesday. So the Liverpool game was starting two centre-halves who'd never played together before in a competitive manner and had only trained together two or three times before. So that game was just two sides open, going sort of hell for leather, um similar frailties exposed in the uh the Fulham game and then from that point the Sheffield United game and the Manchester City game were really impressive and it looked as though Cooper and Cock were forming a really strong partnership and Cox come in and really settled now one of the things that um Bielsa does is he often takes a lot of time to bed players in there's only been a two or three that have gone straight into the starting lineup, um, sort of out of necessity on occasion, but mainly it's because you, to get in, you have to impress him and you have to be well-versed in the system. And so Robbie Cox has been sensational and he was the other night. 
Liam Cooper pulled, was was a doubt. He picked up a knock on international duty uh, whilst away with Scotland, and so it was cock and strike again the other night. Cooper was past fit and then pulled up in the warm up. So it was to say that strike came in two minutes before the get literally two minutes before the game and played as if you know he'd been playing there for many years. It was it was uh, it was impressive. So. I think some teams have identified, or, or seem to think, when I've read, looked on other teams' forums, that they think that we have that lead, they say leads can be got at. Leads have a soft underbelly, but we, although we had Ben White who's gone back to Brighton, we, we were very strong defensively last season. And I think Bielsa's philosophy really is that the strongest form of defence is attack. So if we have the ball, then then the other team can't attack in that way. So yeah, it was. We, it's a curious thing because um, Calvin Phillips has now picked up an injury and he sits in front of the defence and he's rumoured to be out, well, rumoured by the club to be out for up to six weeks potentially. So that makes a huge difference. Bielsa operates a really small squad. Um, he believes that having a harmonious squad that's smaller where everybody can play two or three positions, you get more out of it. But when you get um, we've also got a Spanish international centre half, Llorente, who got into injured on international duty as well and is yet to make an appearance. So we're down to the bare bones defensively. We're there to be got at on Friday, certainly. Okay, that's fair enough. So, kind of going actually, before we even get into the kind of game mindset, I always kind of thought, thought there was this was odd because I feel like this stems really from one thing, and I could be wrong, and perhaps you'll correct me. Villa leads as a rivalry. Do you think it's a rivalry? What are your thoughts on that? Because I only think back to that game in the championship. Our, I think it was our promotion season where we had to walk the ball in the net because Bielsa basically gave us the go-ahead to do so with some controversy before that. So what are your thoughts on that quote-unquote rivalry, if it even exists? Um, I th- it does stem from that in the short-term history. I don't think there's anything hugely Prior to that, it's uh, I, I think Villa have just been another club that's we haven't had like we've got many mini rivalries, but this one seems to stem out of that situation. Um, possibly tinged. I'll I'll try and be as unbiased as possible from the fact that um, having had that incident and then us failing to get promoted and seeing Villa go on to get promoted that season, there might have been a hint of bitterness around it, particularly from from our end. But I'd mitigate that by saying that, um, well, we love Bielsa. People love Bielsa. And uh, some of the words that uh, John Terry was seen on video calling him were, were disgraceful, considering, um, A, he's a role model, and B, He's the man who's just allowed you to score that goal. Um, so I think there were some things that were said in the heat of the moment there that probably um, caused that to flare up. But then equally from that point, there have been instances that, that weren't to do with Leeds, but where um, Villa have been in similar positions and don't seem to have taken the sporting way of resolving things, which has just led fans to continue it whilst there wasn't a direct on the pitch rivalry no that's that's actually a very well balanced answer so thank you for that because like to be honest I think now especially in a manager mindset or a player mindset this is 
probably way past it. If anything, it's probably just um, your random Twitter beef from people that are still holding on to things from days past. But I guess we'll see on Friday how much that really comes out. And maybe, of course, um, on Thursday, the day this drops. But uh, nonetheless, let's get back onto the game. You've previously kind of mentioned your injuries, Paul, but going kind of into this game, how are you feeling about it as a whole? Because like from a Villa perspective, I'm still hesitant because albeit we've beaten Leicester, we've beaten Liverpool, uh, Fulham are Fulham this season, in my opinion, they're probably already down. Um, Sheffield United seem in a right mess at the moment. So it, it's kind of like we're coming up against teams that either have injuries or things just aren't clicking for them. So it, for us, it's either going to kind of kick in if maybe we pick up an injury to a key player or if we just have an off day I guess you could maybe look at our squad depth as well because we don't really have that when you look at our bench so as a Leeds fan from your perspective how do you feel about this game well uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that that so our fixtures have been relatively similar at the start of the season and it's true of Wolves as well the, the two wins that Wolves had before we played them were against Sheffield United and Fulham the two wins that we've had were against Sheffield United and Fulham and they're two of the teams that were on, on your list as well. Um, so the, the difference is there that you blew Liverpool out of the water. Um, and, I mean, you know, we pushed them. And, and it makes, after that result, it made us think, maybe we should have got a bit more out of Liverpool, which is a ridiculous thing to think. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I think this is the kind of result, this kind of fixture where you would have, certainly on paper before the season started, of have been looking to, to pick up a point because um, no disrespect to your current situation. Obviously you just stayed up at the end of last year. So a team which, which has seemed to have created its own momentum, which is great, but it can go either way um, against the team. Like we've, we've carried our momentum with us, which, which so it's uh, it's certainly an intriguing matchup. I would have, I said on on our podcast the other night that I I felt that if we were going into this and it was an away fixture, a proper away fixture, then I would have been more apprehensive. Um, Partially because when you can go to home fixtures, even though you don't really, but you feel like you can have a little bit of an influence because you're there and you're part of it. Um, Whereas I do think it does seem to be without the crowds that it is a bit more of a leveller. Home or away doesn't seem to matter as much. So it's not like the big, Aston Villa away game for us it's just we're playing Aston Villa on Friday yeah no 100% I think like especially in the climate we're in with COVID and of course the tail end of last season whether it be the championship or the Premier League and especially this season in the Premier League I think it's just the case of whoever can acclimatize to the situations we're given the quickest and I, I think we're arguably two of the teams that have just done that the best. And you can see with even your traditional top six, the top eight, it's kind of all over the place. You look at Everton as well, and they're just up there flying with new recruits. They don't have pressure on their back regardless. Even looking at that Merseyside Derby this past weekend, it just, it didn't really feel the same. You have those two teams out there, but the pressure's basically off due to no atmosphere. So I, I think it's affecting a lot of players without them actually even coming out and saying it. But uh, nonetheless, I'm sure we'll both take how our seasons are going so far. But uh, before we kind of wrap things up here, Paul, uh, what would the score prediction from you be for this game on Friday night? I think that um, I, I can't see Aston Villa, obviously, um, setting up anything other than bit, trying to play on the front foot. We'll play on the front foot. 
we we are lacking in cover at the back so i i can definitely see us conceding so um but hopefully we will find our scoring touch again because that was the only thing that we were missing on monday night um and if we'd have scored early against wolves it would have been a totally different game so i will go for 2-2 um and that's hopeful rather than uh that i would be chuffed with a draw given the circumstances Ah, that was another part of the rivalry. Maybe the other game that season was the the game where we came back just before Christmas when we were two 0 down and went on to win three two. So there were a few feisty moments in that little championship season between the clubs. Oh, so yeah, right. I, I'd I'd uh, yeah I'd, I'd take a two two draw right now. That, that's fair. Yeah, like see, this is this is such a weird thing to say, but I'm I was more nervous looking at probably our first ten fixtures about the Leeds game than I was the Liverpool game. Cause I think when you come, come, come up against those sides, you're kind of just kind of managing expectation thinking if you get anything, it's a bonus. So to be yeah. honest, our anything we've gotten this season, probably aside from Fulham and you can maybe argue Sheffield United um, has really been a bonus. So um, I think this one's an interesting one. Um, do we concede more? We've only conceded two. I still don't know how that's possible given last season, but uh Nonetheless, um, I'm also going to kind of go borderline. It seems to be working when I go borderline, we win. So I'll kind of table that expectation and continue with that. So I'll go, um, you know what, I'll match you. I'll go 2-2 as well. I, I just see a lot of counterattacking here. Um, for all yeah. we know now, it could be nil-nil now that we said that, knowing our luck. But uh, nonetheless, I think we're in for an interesting game. But uh, before we wrap things up, Paul, uh, would you like to go ahead and just kind of uh, plug your stuff? Well, I, I, I don't know to what extent uh, an Aston Villa fan would uh, enjoy our things, but we do a we do a match preview and review that that goes out after the game, so you'd be able to hear our thoughts from a, a Leeds perspective on how the game's gone. So it's just a Leeds that podcast. Check us out on Spotify and all the regular um, podcast providers. And it's it's been thank you for having me on. It's been great to have a chat. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Talk Aston Villa. You, of course, tweet us at 7500 to Holt. And if you want to email in, it's holtcast at gmail.com. We will be back probably Sunday or Monday for the review of the Leeds game that's on Friday. But nonetheless, up the villa. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.